Panago Pizza presents S-D-P-P, the Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Okay, so I I didn't think in my entire career that I would be like, oh no, I've been I'm I'm late for Eddie Shack. Uh, <laughs> but Steve forgot that they that Ken Reed and Eddie Shack are coming in and Oh my God! Uh, so so great to have Kenry back. So great to welcome Eddie Shack to the show. Thank you so much for coming in, Eddie. Well, can I sing my song? <laughs> Do you have one? Sure. Clear the track. Here comes Shack. He That's knocks him down and he gives him a whack. He scores goals. He's got the knack. Eddie, Eddie Shack. He started the year in the minors. He used to send me down for two weeks for misbehaving. Really? <laughs> I, I we're, we're in Vermont and we're having an NHL tournament. And they send two players to every team to play. Playing golf. To play golf. And I'm playing with Gordie Howe. Oh. I'm playing with Gordie Howe. But I knocked him out twice, eh? And I knocked out Stan Makita once and I <laughs> Reggie Fleming, right? <laughs> so now we're playing golf. Uh-huh. And we're just having some fun and everything else. And I still have another Tuberg. Tuberg was the most expensive beer at that time. And then NHL is paying for it, so we're oh like hello Dolly, right? Great, yeah. So after the thing, we're we're half in the bag now. And now we go down, and we're having steak, and and Gordy's on the far side, and I'm over here, and Gordy says uh, to me, "Hey, Shacky, who who's the greatest? Clear that? No, no, he, he sang his song. Uh-huh. Who's the greatest of them all? Gordy Howe, right? So I said, well, I better sing mine, eh? So I sang mine, he knocks him down and gives him a whack. He says, that's what I want to talk to you about. You don't hit me and I won't hit you. I said, Gordy, that's a good deal. Let's shake on that one. <laughs> and they never hit each other the rest of their NHL career. Really? Ever? Yeah. So never. Eddie's song was number one on the Chum Charts, which was Chum yes. Radio. Yep. 1966, Eddie, you were ahead of the Beach Boys? Yeah, when uh, that Nancy Sinatra. I beat out Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> Hello, Dolly. When you turn the radio on in the car, right, you, you'd hear your song, eh? And it was number one, eh? And then there was there was other ones that I beat, too, but I didn't. Nancy Sinatra, yeah. these boots were made. And I always wore cowboy boots, eh? Oh, wow. And your I, boots weren't made for walking, Eddie. They were made for something else. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dolly. Eddie, that is, that is, I mean, it's it's such a it's such a wild time. How did that song even come together? Like, who who did that? Who put that together? Uh, who Brian McFarland. And then it was number one, and uh, uh, Ballard, that he, he didn't give me any money for that, for the song, right? And I didn't really, like, who, who cared, right? When it was on the radio and it was number one, and then you, it, that was fantastic. But Ballard kicked him out because he didn't give me any money. I didn't <laughs> wow. give one, I owed him. But that, but that's what, the olden days, that's what happened. And then Johnny sang Honky Honky the Christmas Goose. <laughs> And he's Johnny sang it, eh? Like mine, mine is my voice is so bad that it's scary, right? But Johnny sang "Honky Honky the Christmas Goose." He was so fat that he was no use. <laughs> yeah, I I try to explain exactly how big the Leafs are in this city. You had a number one song, Eddie, and Johnny Bauer had a Christmas album. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's just unbelievable, right? And Johnny and, and, and Johnny used to sing it too. Yeah, and, and like Johnny would go anywhere, right? If you asked him to go, like he he he's there. He'd be signing and everything else. J- Johnny was, was a fantastic individual. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. So, you know, uh, it's it's funny because um, and Ken, you're so good at this. You're so good at finding 
great stories Thanks, about buddy. hockey. Well, Eddie's good at telling them. This well, was an easy book. And this, well, I was just going to say, so so how does this all come together? And by the way, we haven't shouted out the book. What's it called? Where can we find it? The book is called Eddie Shack, Hockey's <laughs> Most Entertaining <laughs> Stories. Available now at Chapters Indigo, Amazon.ca, and Frameworth.com. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> if you order off Frameworth.com, there's a really good chance Eddie signed it, but Amazon.ca, Frameworth.com, Chapters Indigo. It's a fantastic book, and the book came about because Brian Aaronworth, who runs Frameworth, called me one day. He said, you want to write a book with Eddie Shack? Eddie's got the best stories. He's always hanging around my shop. I said, sure, I'll write a book with Eddie Shack. Let's do it next year. I'm working on a book right now. He goes, no, no, no. I need it for this Christmas. So I go, Whoa. Well, give me a couple weeks. So then in the playoffs, I went and met with Eddie. And he's just literally, we sat down and started talking stories. So we'd meet at Frameworth, at Eddie's house, in Eddie's garage, at uh, the, the restaurant you go to. What's it called? The Deli? Pinchers? Yeah. Pinchers Deli. And literally like this, and I'd be in tears. We'd have the recorder out, and we, Eddie would just tell stories. And I'd say a name. I'd go, ever run into Stan Makita? Makita? And Eddie would say about well, Stan Makita. Knocked him out. <laughs> Beat the living tar out of him one time. No, but how it started, eh? That, to get along with Ken, he's pretty easy to get along with. And, and you can have a few laughs. He, he's, he's not that serious of an individual. Yeah. And then when I went to Halifax, they love you there. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. You're bigger than big there. Oh, I'm, I am to Halifax with Steve Dangle is to the Durham region. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> Huge. But getting along with Eddie, I mean, we're both, we both love to laugh. We both love to talk. We both love talking to people. So it was, I don't want to say it was easy, but it wasn't as hard as grade nine math. Like okay, we got well, along. We, Eddie just told stories and we literally would just sit and talk. We didn't go through season by season or goal by goal because I believe that people love hockey for stories mm-hmm. no no old players sit around and say remember the time i scored the goal no they sit around and tell stories about their teammate or about themselves and that's what eddie does so well he's i mean he's the entertainer all i had to do was record it and type it it was pretty fun i'm uh, i'm a illiterate i say that pretty good eh? <laughs> you do are you yeah, yeah. Eddie really? can't read or write. Yep. Get out of town. I had no idea. I've never written out a check or I never read like Paul Rimstead. He used to uh, to read everything to me, eh? Wow. Paul Rimstead, he he, he worked With for the, the Toronto Sun. Sun yeah. yeah. He was my buddy. He was from Sudbury and and uh, well, Timmy Horton was from Sudbury and then George Armstrong. There were so many hockey players. I lived right across the road beside Timmy. Mm-hmm. But uh it, it was unbelievable. How many people are from Sudbury? And that's where they grow potatoes. The only way they get them out, they blast them. (laughs) (laughs) What do you say about Sudbury? Only two types of people come from Sudbury? No, no, we can't say that. Okay, that one's in the book. Well, (laughs) but but, but I guess the underlying theme in the book is Eddie's a guy that can't read or write, Uh but yet took the qualities that he did have and as a hockey player and as a guy with an outstanding personality and turned himself into this character and as some of the boys in the book say, because we have contributions from Wayne Gretzky, Phil Esposito, George Armstrong, who doesn't give interviews, former Leafs captain, Jack Velikat, Bobby Hall, and as one of the boys in the book says, you know, Eddie, can't write, but he sure can count. One million, two million, <laughs> three million, four million. <laughs> well, I, I was lucky. Like, I, I, I liked property and having and I had a bar called the Hillbilly Shack, and I was a while in Orangeville, and I had a, a bar in Guelph. And uh, I had donut places, but I had uh, bad partners. Then I owned the golf course, and then that was really great. And uh, it was, you did well on the golf yeah, course. Yeah, the golf course. Well, I had two partners, and having two partners uh, that they they would give me the gas money, right, for for my cars. That's for using the name, eh? <laughs> so they took the name down, and then after 
they took the name down and then it was Vaughn Valley. They named it Vaughn Valley. So when I used to pick up the phone, I'd say, Vomit Valley. Yeah. <laughs> so the <laughs> golf course is where Canada's Wonderland is now about? No, kind no, of right 27 in Rutherford. Right, right, right there, yeah. Yeah, Canada's Wonderland yeah. is at 400. What'd you Rutherford. sell the golf course for, Eddie? 15 million. Hello, hello, Dolly. Thank you. And wow. I, after that, I told a few people to go and stick it in their crease. <laughs> if I didn't like anyone, I just told them, right? And, and my dad used to say, don't behave yourself, be yourself. Right? <laughs> Eddie, I got to ask you, you know, you, you, you came up in a, in a generation when, I mean, the NHLPA would have been a minute's, I mean, would it, it would not have formed yet. Didn't even exist. Didn't then. exist. Uh-huh. Would have been right around the time that Lindsay was kind of agitating for it. You, you had owners that were actively trying to pay you guys as little as possible. A guy like you, you come in, you're such a big personality. Harold Ballard, big personality. How did he react to having some competition for the spotlight? Well, that when when I played, like we made seventy five hundred, and then you know the kids say, "Was that a day or a week?" No, that was for the year. And then we used to play ball and uh, golf tournaments, and yeah, we had a lot of fun in the summertime too. And and we did a little bit of drinking too. <laughs> That's one thing. What does little bit mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember, oh my God, being sick, eh? Oh my, I'll never drink again. But <laughs> but we still went at it again. <laughs> so you, what like I guess what I'm getting at is that like you've got you've got to sign these contracts every year, and and you just said yourself you're illiterate. Yeah, and, and that that's what that's got to be scary. And the way they the, the way they portray it, like Jack Adams used to just say, "Here's your contract, sign it or get out." Yeah, right yeah, yeah. and 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 so for you is it you kind of you walk in there you're a you're a huge player a huge personality in the community what were those meetings like and what was it what was what was well, behind I'd the always, scenes at the least like I, I would just trust somebody and then and, and just work it the best way that you could you know what I mean because you liked hockey and and it didn't matter you know whatever happens it happens you know what I mean like I was a butcher in Sudbury working for Rain's Meat Market I worked for Dominion stores I had my license when I was 30 13 because it was driving truck all the time and I was a big guy. Lost and, it at 13 and a half for yeah, drag well. racing. <laughs> yeah, when I was at, at Dominion Stars, we, yeah, at Dominion <laughs> Stars, we had the Wednesday afternoon off. That's what they used to have. And then we'd go, go to the bar and have a few cocktails. At that. 13. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but they didn't, like in Sudbury, you go ahead, you know yeah. what I mean? Go, it, does, it didn't really. And then I went for like that, um, I had a 38 Dodge. Mm-hmm. And this guy had a, a 41 Plymouth. So now I, he said, hey, my car is faster. I mean, my car is just as fast as your car. My car would go 87 miles an hour. That's, I knew how fast it would go. So now after a few cocktails, we go Highway 17. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my and God. And all of a sudden now we're racing. We're, you know what I mean? Yep, racing. Yep. And now he, he passes me. And he goes in, the, he, he won the race, so he, there's a hot dog stand on Highway 17 that he went in, and I look in my mirror, my, my rear view mirror, and a cop is there. A cop is, he, he caught us, you know what I mean, doing oh, 87. So I was going to go straight, but the, the guy that I was with, Emil Lavar, he said, no, no, go, and he'll probably let you off, because you know what I mean, you're, you're a nice guy and that. If they didn't charge me for racing and speeding, it was like sixty dollars, and then it was wow. I, I lost my license for six months. 
<laughs> got it but, back at 14. But my mother was worried, worried to death because, you know what I mean, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't old enough to have a license. And then, then when I got a little bit, when I got a little bit older, then I started marking my, my name. Mm-hmm. I got. You have a nice signature. Eddie has a really nice <laughs> yeah. signature. Nice Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nicest signature. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then Bobby Hall's there too. And then Gretzky. Gretzky. Yeah. Oh wow. So so Eddie gets the hat signed. I love this story. Eddie tells this story in the book. He always gets his cowboy hat signed, and then he sells them off. So Eddie goes up to Bobby Orr, and he says, "Bobby, can you sign my cowboy hat?" Bobby goes, "What are you going to do with it?" Eddie sells it. He goes, "Of course. What do you think I am? Stupid." When you auction it off, bitter to bid, bitter to buy. We got a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred sold, sold to this curly guy. <laughs> Eddie, you played in like the era of legends. Like to us, some of the guys that you played against would have been were, were gods. You you mentioned Bobby Orr, knocked him out. No, you didn't knock out. Bobby. Did you no, knock no, out no. Bobby? John Bellavo, uh, 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 Maurice Richard, Henri Richard. You played with some legends: George Armstrong, Frank Mahovlich, guys like Pretty that. Sure. Can, yeah, yeah. Can we just run through some of the lit, and you could just tell us what you know? Because I would just love to hear about these guys when you when you line up against a Jean Bellavo. Jean Bellavo. Like he is a great guy, like a real, real gentleman. Like he wasn't a, a phony bugger, like John Ferguson. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was a bastard. You know what I mean? <laughs> that you didn't want to. Do you mean John Ferguson, former general manager of the Leafs? No, his dad. Oh, his dad. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are young. Oh, that's they? Junior. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, so with, with, with Big John, eh? I hit him. Uh-huh. He went down, right? So I said, John, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, John, I didn't mean that, right? So now the third period comes around. Christ, if he, he's got his head down again, so I give him another little pop, right? <laughs> he falls down. I said, I'm sorry, John, I'm sorry. <laughs> so now we, we're going through the airport, and he sees me. He says, Hetty. I look up. Hi, John. How come you hit me like that all the time and you say you're sorry? I said, John, sometimes I lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to throw it. What was, um, what was George Armstrong like? That, that's, oh, he's like the silent, the a, silent a, a, captain. A we don't guy. hear from him much. We mm-hmm. don't know the stories that we should know yeah. about him. He was a, a fantastic guy. That, like when I couldn't read or write, I'd go to like on the on the train, right? You'd have to write down your your what you're gonna have to eat, right? And I, as soon as George would come, I'd go and I'd sit beside George and George. I said, same thing you're having, George, and, and then he would write it out for me. You know what I mean? But he, he was in, in good shape, and just a, a like, like a, a hard working individual you know what I mean and he still is but he won't sign any autographs no but he'll sign for me though <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he contributed to the book which was amazing to have George Armstrong call you is wacky that it's must, nuts it was that, great was that intimidating no no it was thrilling I would have that would freak me right wasn't out. intimidating because it wasn't intimidating because I knew he was calling to talk about Eddie right it wasn't yeah. like I had to call him and pester him yeah. so Eddie lined it up it was great it was fun because uh, he's uh, I don't know if he's still there but he was uh, I think I want to say he was a scout with the Mississauga Steelheads George uh, when, yeah when I was the in arena host and he was super friendly and cool mm-hmm. and everything yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he coached the junior A teams yeah. wow he, he coached and he was a good coach in that and you, you, you think that you know what I mean he would Coach the, the progress, the, the, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, maybe he didn't want it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He seems that way. Um. Uh, so I, I just again running through the list. Frank Mahovlich. What was he like? 
Oh, a, a great guy, like uh, like a, a real real good individual. Like he 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 didn't he he wasn't crazy on the ice. He did his sort of boring sort of. You know what I mean? <laughs> Scored a bunch of points and that. Yeah. Good politician. Then. Yeah. He yeah. also he also contributed to the book. You would have made a good senator, Ed. I would have. Yeah, you'd been a great yeah, senator. Because oh, yeah, Frank's, I, I Frank's got, now a senator, is he not? Yeah. He was. Yeah. He was. I'll, I'll get you one. Eddie's, Eddie's final year junior, Eddie finished second in the OHA in scoring, 18 points ahead of the guy who finished third, and that guy's name was Frank Mahovlich. Wow. This man was one top-notch junior prospect back and in the day. And at that time, playing junior for the Guelph Biltmores, mm -hmm. you'd think New York would call you up. <laughs> To, you know what I mean? To play against the Toronto Maple Leafs and New York Rangers, you know what I mean? And, and it's like uh, 60 miles, you know what I mean? And uh, Phil Watts. Phil Watts and the Rangers coach. And I, you know what I mean? I, I All of a sudden, I said, what the hell? I hated him. You know what I mean? I, what, you know, and you got to watch what you say about coaches, but he's dead now, so I don't have to worry. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you do need to watch what you say about coaches right now. That's but, true. That's uh, true. But you, you didn't like, but you did get, I mean, I'm looking at your stat line here. So, 58. You play 67 games for the Rangers. Yeah. And he he was the coach. He was the coach. So he must have liked you a little bit. No, he wanted him to be a defensive player. Yeah. This man's a sniper, man. You got to let Eddie fly. You've seen him skate. Yeah, I I I had fun playing hockey, and like the the money was not no. it wasn't there. You know, you worked hard. You know, I mean, I I had my license when I was thirteen. I lost it when I was fourteen. You know, I had I did. You know what I mean? Whatever. Whatever I wanted to do, I did it, I, and I I did some crazy things on the ice. Well, I used to do the twirl, right? We come a, a first star. Mm -hmm. that, that was great. I liked, you know, what I mean, to, to do some like, figure skating move. Eddie yeah. was the original Battle of the Blades. He'd get first star and he'd do the figure skating move. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, you uh, do you remember your first game? No, no, no. Just right. Just, just, no, I, like, I don't like my first fight was with Bobby Hall. Oh, you know what I mean. That oh, that's but, funny. But, Bobby Hall would would like that was expected of guys like that back then. Yeah, well, he played for St. Catharines, and I I knew him at that. Like we're we're near the same age, right? And then we we got along really great after. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there was certain things. Who that, won? I I think we're just. <laughs> you know, back and forth. I, I, don't, I don't even think we, we got our hand. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like anyone. Yeah. <laughs> anyone. Anyone for sure. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, what's that in your hand? Oh, these are Stanley Cups. The, this one here, take a look at it. I will gladly take a look at this it. This is at the... At that time, they'd only give you one ring, and they would take it back and make the the like the year 62, right? They'd put 62 on it, right. and they'd give you a, half a carrot. Then they, we, we, you went in '63. They take the ring back, put '63, and put a, a, a quarter of a carrot. And then you went in '64. They do the same thing. Wow! But then they they felt bad, and then they gave us the, the next ring. They gave us the the ring '62. Mm -hmm. This is '62. Look at that. Is that one. the '67? Eddie, is that the '67 or the '62? That one, this that's the '67. Yeah, yeah, the First yeah. one, Holy and then that's so right on the side. It's got '62 and oh, yeah, it's this got. This one's '62. Yeah. What would the '67 ring be worth? Though? Oh, but you should see the rings now. They make they're oh, yeah. they're humongous. Yeah, the, un, at least you can wear those ones around. I'd yeah, rather yeah one you can the Raptors one you can't. Oh, it's it's just ridiculous. so big. 
It's like having a juice box yeah, on your finger. It's huge. It's huge. See, like when when Ballard, like he he'd be looking after the nickels and dimes. You know, he wouldn't spend the money, right? Mm -hmm. And like Ballard would be, you know, like the tickets, right? He'd get a hundred tickets. And, and he'd get somebody to sell them, and then he would get the money. He'd scalp them outside gardens. He scalped his the own The owner tickets? would scalp his own tickets. Get out. Good business, eh, Eddie? Yeah, that's, wow. that's good thinking, though, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, but we're talking about Ballard, that he didn't, like the names, he didn't want to put the names on the sweaters because he couldn't sell the programs. Right. So then the, the, then the sweaters c came with your name on the back of it. Right. And then they're, they're like, there's no programs, eh? Right. Because so they didn't know who the player was. Right. right, right. Uh, the, the, my favorite Ballard story is the time the Beatles came and they were going to play one show. He advertised two. And so they said, okay, we'll play the second show on the same night. Then he shut off the water fountains and it was in the middle of the summer and jacked up the price of soda and made a fortune off selling wow. soda to kids at the Beatles concert <laughs> two times in a row in the same day. That is extremely believable. Yeah. <laughs> I think you missed the second part of the jersey story, though. Oh. So he, he they forced him to put the, the names on the back of the jerseys. So what he did was he made the letters the same color as the jersey. Wow. wow. So you could still sell the programs. Yeah. Wow. Greasy. Here, I'm, wow. I'm going to give you your did you, back, sir. Did you like them? <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to come back to Toronto because I had the golf course and that. And I said to Ballard, here's the contract. I, I, I'll just sign it, put whatever you want on it, right? So I, I came back. I played a couple of years there. Yeah. I went down to... But, uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, Oklahoma. And what happened at the pool the in Oklahoma City, Eddie? In the hotel? Anything? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. You have to buy the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was uh, there was Connie, uh, was, was Connie Smythe. No, yeah, no, we'll no, leave no. it at that. Yeah, we're going to leave it at the book? You got to okay. buy the book. You got to buy the book to find out what happened at the pool. Eddie, who is the best player you played with? Okay, I played with a lot of great guys. Yes. So okay. nobody's nobody's going to be offended here, but like the, right. the top of the top, you did play with some incredible players. Uh, I played with Bobby, played with Frank, played with, you know what I mean? Uh, Red Leonard Kelly. No kidding. He was unbelievable. He was, you know how they 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 they're behind the net there. There's always four or five guys. Just send Leonard all by himself, and he'll have that puck out to you. Wow, the original Zach Hyman. I was about to say. Yeah. yeah and then really, yeah. and and then like say he was on four Stanley Cups with the Detroit, mm -hmm. and then he was on four with Toronto, right? And and. He, he he was he was and he was a great guy. He, like he, he never swore. He, the worst word that he would say was "son of a biscuit box." <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or stick it in your crease. You know what I mean? <laughs> so wholesome. <laughs> so yeah. so nice. Maybe he wanted to balance out between you and him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you said this many. He but, said that many. But when when he coached. I wish that him and I would have been together. You know how they got how many coaches now? Yeah. I wish that I was with with him because I think we would have done really, really great because I could have entertained the players and had get them to have some fun, get them to shoot the puck from the blue line. And now the goaltenders, they're yeah, going to yeah, yeah. go down. Mm -hmm. And then if, like when Johnny would be standing up straight, if a goal would go on the short side, Bauer, it's a minor league goal. <laughs> You're going down, Valerie. <laughs> there's a there's one story in the book when Eddie's playing for Pittsburgh and Red Kelly's his coach, and it just shows you how different 
things were back then. Eddie has a party at his house, gets, what, half in the bag, as you'd say, Eddie? Yeah, yeah. And then goes and pass, goes to Red Kelly's house and passes out on his couch, and Red Kelly covers him up for the night, and it's all good. <laughs> but the, there, there was a dog. I had a dog. I brought my dog with me, and then I, I'm... And then Leonard wants to put a pillow underneath my head, and the dog wouldn't let him touch me. <laughs> but that, that's the, the days then. You, like the coach was your buddy, you know what yeah. I mean? You, you didn't have to worry about like being half in a bag and going over. You, you know what I mean? But th- that's the way we were. We 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 played and we had fun and we worked hard. There was no such thing as a uh, uh, hundred thousand. There was like you know what I mean? You worked, you know what I mean? And you played with sixteen. And it was fantastic to play like that. You know what I mean? And then you 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 did the train, you did the buses, you did. You know what I mean? A lot of long hours. Yeah. What, what's the hallmark of a good coach to you? A good coach t- to me, he, he's got to know when to play the player. If a, if a guy's going good, play him. Like like Leonard with the Siddler. Siddler. He when he got ten points, off and on. You gotta play the players. You know what I mean. You gotta shoot the puck. You know what I mean. And the the, the players now are, are they wanted everything perfect. They're in better shape than we were, mm-hmm. but they want to do it so perfect. You know what I mean. There's a lot of goals that go in, and they're, they're from center ice. They're from the blue line. You see them slapping the puck, like like when CCM had they they had a straight stick, and then then uh, what was the other one? Northland. Northland, and then the shops. Uh, Louisville. Louisville. Well, whatever it is. <laughs> then they had the nice hooks and that, and then you can really let her go. Yeah. And then it would dip and dive, but th- th- that's what I think about coaching. If a guy's going good, play the guy. What? You know what I mean? They'd always, like with me, they'd, uh, two weeks for misbehaving, I got sent down. You know what I mean? To if Eddie I, Shore in Springfield. <laughs> and I, and I played with Don Cherry. Yeah. I played with him in, in Springfield, and then I liked it so much that I said, I'm staying here. <laughs> and I didn't want to go to New York, eh? The Rangers tried to call Eddie back, and he said, no, staying with Eddie Shore. What yeah. would Eddie do? He'd, he'd have uh, Eddie Shore would have longer intermissions so he could sell more drinks and hot dogs. Oh yeah! Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Wow! What a player wasn't playing right. You'd have to clean the, the seats or work up in the. You know what I mean? But we did. Yeah, that. players would sell popcorn if they weren't if they were healthy scratches. Yeah. Were you the, okay? Did Eddie Shore actually call Don Cherry Madagascar? Well, like Don Cherry, like he wasn't that great of a hockey player. No, <laughs> no, no, like, and, and he knows that. You know what I mean? And uh, and, and then his, his wife says, "Well, dress up like a clown, act like a village idiot, and then be announcer." And that's what he did. <laughs> Jeez. And, now, and now he's eighty-five years old, right? And why didn't he say, "I'm sorry," right? Or he would have been still in Springfield, right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine him in Springfield still? Yeah, yeah, yep, absolutely. Were you in it? Were you in it with Eddie Shore when he tied the goalies to the posts? Yeah, yeah. He would tie goalies to the post. If they went down in a game, he would tie them or tape them to the post in practice so they wouldn't go down. Wow. So, and, now, and now that's what happens. They, they, they go down. like And the mask, like nobody wore the mask. And then Jacques Plante, right? Like he put the uh, the mask on. And then they said, oh, they're going to go on the ice. They're going to be. Yeah. And then they they sent them down. And, and you never wore a helmet, eh? No. I, I try to wear one, but I. 
I, 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 wasn't for you. It wasn't for me at all. Let me ask you about this. My mom used to watch you play. She lived in Pittsburgh in the early 70s. My mom's from Pittsburgh. So when you played for the Penguins, her dad used to take her. And and my family's from Sudbury. My so so imagine right? They'd be pointing you out on the ice, saying that's that guy's from Sudbury. My mom used to live in Sudbury as well. So I gotta ask you, Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, storied franchise. Now they've had two of the best players to ever play, three, four, or five of the best players to ever mm-hmm. play. But back then, that was pre-glory days. It was like 20 years before they won the cup when you played for them. Well, what was it like then? They were a brand new franchise. Yeah, well, that's when uh, Red Kelly was the coach, and he got me from 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 Buffalo to, to play for Pittsburgh, and then we made the playoffs. We yeah, needed, we needed a certain amount of points, and then when I came in, we we got the points and we made the playoffs, and and that's when, uh, like the first game I played with Pittsburgh, I scored a hat trick, <laughs> and, uh, and and all of a sudden now the coach there was. Uh, Oh, I forget his name now. No, you're thinking L.A. with Hal Laco. No, no. Was Red your coach in Pittsburgh? Yeah, Red was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what was the line in Pittsburgh? Shock, Shack, and... Shinkle. Shock, Shack, Shinkle. (laughs) Imagine being the play-by-play guy for that team. (laughs) Amazing. But But you got, what, 26 goals for Pittsburgh one year or something like that? Eddie, Eddie, here's another thing about Eddie that people don't know. He's one of only three guys to score 20 or more goals for five different teams. So it's it's Bill Guerin, Dean Prentice, and Eddie Shack. Wow. That's a cool stat, eh? That is a cool that stat. That means you fit in and make friends, yeah. as we can see why. Guys yeah. would like to play with Eddie. <laughs> no Fun kidding. guy. Yeah. No kidding. Pay for the cocktails if you get the big salary. Big salary is right. Ken, is this the least amount of work you've had to do for a book? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just sat and had fun. It was great. But this is great there, you know, when, when you have somebody like, can read right, and I can't read right. <laughs> yeah, but in that, in that you know, in my garage, I, I've got pictures on, on the both walls, and and I I I just got them all up, and I I counted them twenty three. Number twenty three. My, my initials E S backwards. 23. Twenty-three. So, uh, like, there's uh, the, you and I. Yeah. You're not number twenty-three, but you can read, though. Uh, yeah, we, got, what, we make a good team. But to, to sit in Eddie's garage while he's sitting there with a stogie and a wine, and he's just telling stories. Well, it's basically this, but with alcohol and cigars. Right. 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 <laughs> and Eddie'd say, "You want a cocktail?" I said, "I got to work tonight." He said, "Come on, have a cup." <laughs> but I wouldn't, would I, Eddie? I might have a juice box or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the other great thing about doing the book was going to Eddie's house and meeting his wife. Norma because uh, Norma's this beautiful lady classy lady they have an immaculate house the only sign that Eddie played hockey once you go in the house there's a a Buffalo Sabres puck on the wall in the basement from your 200th career goal I had to point it out to you because there's no hockey stuff in the house but then we go upstairs and Norma show me around and she goes and then there's this bear, this bear in the living room. There's a stone carving of a bear. How do you take it from here? It's, it's a good a one. Jade. It's, it's a jade bear, and we, we, we'd go play in Vancouver and that. And golf. Golf, and uh, like Bobby Hall would be there, and then he'd be drinking with both hands, and then it would drink, <laughs> drink the Tuberg, and then... And I'm I'm with him, and I'm, I'm trying to keep up to him. Right? And so now <clears throat> there's the auction comes on, right? Uh-huh. And I see this bear, a jade bear. It's about like that. And it's got a fish in it, you know, because of Vancouver, right? The, the salmon. Salmon. Yeah. Pacific salmon or something. So I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that, 
some bitch. You know what I mean? What were you on the Grand Marnier by then? You were drinking. Yeah, what was yeah, it called? Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Oh, and then he said, he said, uh, how do you say for a quadruplet or how do you say for a quad? Quads. The boys were drinking quads. Yeah. Four shots in one drink. Whoa. Whoa. And, okay. and Grand Marnier. I didn't know. I didn't know what. I didn't know what that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I didn't have a clue. So I same as Bobby. And and we were going. So now the the they, they come up with this the auctioneer bitter to bid bitter to buy when they, on the shorts of get your gummy drop your dirty sock it to me you know what I mean it's going on and I'm mumbling all these different things right and I put up my hand I bet a thousand that guy bet five thousand I said ten thousand that guy says eleven twelve thousand fifteen thousand and then uh, now it's it's gone up and I and the guy says sixteen seventeen. I said twenty three, my number. I I'm gonna. This is gonna be my last. He says twenty four, twenty five. I said. <laughs> oh my god. Twenty five thousand dollars, and I got this jade now. Now it, it, they got to ship it to. You know what I mean? And that's when I had sold the golf course, so I had a ton of money in the in the. So it what didn't really matter, right? I mean, so so now this jade, this bear comes to the house. And it's like that, that that big, and I tell my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> What's it worth now, though? But it, it, it's it's worth a hundred now. Wow, because it's all jade. Yeah. So Norma in the book too, but we, Norma in the book because Eddie will tell his version, then Norma chimes in with her version, and Norma says, "Now Eddie, you were half in the bag, and you were bidding against yourself once it was nineteen thousand. So Eddie's going nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. What do you do? So he outbid himself by five grand. Uh, but I wasn't gonna. That guy wasn't gonna get it, and I, and I figured, I, you bastard! I'm you going, almost didn't get I'm it from you. Me, I'm but, going against myself. <laughs> that one worked out. But what about the time you got half in the bag and brought home a whale tusk? Oh, jeez. Uh, as one does. Yeah, <laughs> as one is want to. Yeah, this whale tusk. It, it was about that, about ten inches, and it had thirteen autographs on it. And then with the with the bear on the bottom and that. And uh, I, I I paid, what did I pay for that one? Ten grand, I think, or something? I don't know what it is. Norma said, get that the hell out of here. <laughs> I brought it home. Man. Like, I took my dad fishing uh, out in B.C. there, and then uh, I, and I, we came home with the, the night flight, eh? Because I had, they couldn't put it underneath there, so I had to carry it in the front. <laughs> so I come, come home and in the morning, and I'm knocking to get Norma up, and Norma gets up, and I got this whale's tooth, and my dad's carrying the bear and that. She said, "What the hell did you, what the hell did you get there? You know, I mean, I thought it'd be good in this corner of the house, right? Yeah. But nevertheless, it we, we used it for a while. Then I I sold it. I sold it. I got ten autographed Morris Rocket Richard sticks for it. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> Wait, wow! That's what you sold it for? He traded it sticks? for the autographed more Easter shard stuff, wow. and then sold the more Easter shard stuff and made up making a profit. No way, <laughs> dude! In the book, read the book. Eddie makes profits. Wow! Well, the car the car you bought at the auction when you were half in the bag at the golf course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was a, one of them sports cars. Well, it's, it's like the, an Austin Powers book. Car. It's, it's in the book, and then my like, and then the window goes down. My I had a dog Shih Tzu. Eh? You used to call him Shithead, right? <laughs> but then, but I I bought that, and I said, oh, like, and then I I bought it at the at the Devil's Pulpit mm -hmm. golf course, yeah, and. I, I, it was an auction too, and then I think I paid like thirteen thousand for it at, at that time, right? 
So now I leave it there, and then I get I get somebody to come with me and then drive. You know what I mean? So now I'm driving it on the 400. I said I bought some crazy things, but I said this thing here is a four-cylinder. I think you could run faster than what you know what I mean. But then, I, well, I sold it and I got uh, I, I got like twenty-three thousand. Uh, so it wasn't that bad, though. You so know if anyone I mean? out there is having a charity auction, invite Eddie. Yeah. He'll buy some <laughs> and quads. and then he'll turn it into a profit. So listen, uh, the the book again, Ken is. Eddie Shack, hockey's most entertaining stories. Eddie Shack, hockey's most entertaining stories, available on Amazon, Frameworth.com, likely come autographed, or Chapters Indigo. And it's it's the coolest book I've ever done. Well, lately, because all my books are cool, Eddie, aren't they? Because it's told in a different way. The designing is fantastic. There's over 200 pictures. It's a coffee table book. You can pick it up, put it down. There's a bunch of pictures that Norma dug up for it, but it's got Eddie's voice, Norma's voice. And voices of people like Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Hall, Eddie's friends. It's it was a different way to design a book. It's not just your regular sixty thousand word hockey book. And my wife, with the Hockey Hall of Fame, she's she's in there quite a bit, and I wanted her to be in there because a lot of the NHL hockey players that wrote written books, they didn't have their wives in. Mm-hmm. And like with me, when you can't read or write, I never written out a check, and she has to do all the you know what I mean with yeah. the water bill or what the you know what I mean. And uh, and and we, she well we did really well with the the alumni we made we made yeah in in the nineties when the alumni took the the pension fund to task for not getting money Norma and Eddie were two of the primary people so there were seven players that were on board yeah. and that's the thing people wouldn't know about Eddie Shack right they just think the entertainer well. The entertainer helped get a lot of money for a and lot of we players. We had to sign for it too. We had to sign, and if we lost, we had to pay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the the guys that were in on the book, they didn't have like didn't have that kind of money, right? Yeah. And, and then there was like Bathgate. He had he had a lot of. And then uh, yeah, himself. but it's quite a story, like the the whole Carl Brewer thing, right? Bathgate yeah. yourself. Yeah. It, it was quite it was quite a story. That's in there too. So there's stuff in there that'll make you laugh. Probably mostly make you laugh, <laughs> but I think the bottom line is this is a guy, and Mr. Eddie Shack, who's illiterate, right? So in grade three or grade four, kids are picking on you, and you, Eddie'd wait for them at the bottom of the slide and then kick the living piss out of them. <laughs> but it's a guy that was given uh, an academic limitation, but said, you know what? There's lots of other ways to get by in life other than reading and writing, and he's still here smiling at 82, and yeah. man, we have fun doing this, don't we, Eddie? Yeah, when I went to school there, eh, if I didn't like a kid, they're like on the slide there in the wintertime, right? I'd kick his legs out and then go, he'd go ass over tea kettle. <laughs> or then in school, eh, we'd be playing ball, and I'd try to break the windows in the school. <laughs> no. tried, yeah, oh, my God, oh, yeah. I'm terrified. Yeah, i just try to. And then when I'd get the strap, then that's when we'd get the strap like that, eh? And then... And I'd get it like 25 times. Eh? That's, <laughs> Holy uh, shit. Yeah, but I, I wasn't uh, like a real quiet kid. I was a little bit loud and noisy. I can't, I can't see that. Yeah. <laughs> so now, what I used to do, I used to, like, the, the school there, there'd be two doors, right? And then that's where you'd get the strap, right? 
and I'd, I'd run out, and then next time that I'd begin, they'd put a, a teacher at, at, at both doors. So I oh, so you couldn't escape. I couldn't escape, and I'd run right over them. And then they'd phone, they'd, they'd phone my mom, and my mom would have to send me back, and I'd say, I'm not going back, I'm not going back. But that's when you were a little bit... Uh, they they don't do that now. No, 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 no they don't. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we're we're here today. We're taping this the the night after Evander Kane's. He elbowed a guy in the head, but it yeah. wasn't nothing major, right? If we were here after a show in 1959, we'd be talking about the time Eddie Eddie Shack got into a stick fight with Larry Zydell in a preseason game and cracked the stick over his head and went to jail. The game has changed. The times have changed. <laughs> yeah. Imagine going on the air breaking down a stick fight. Eddie, what's a stick fight sound like when you hit a guy in the head? <laughs> a wooden stick. Wooden yeah. stick. Hello, wow. Dolly. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but, but Larry Zidell, he speared me, and I said, you spear me one more time, you'll get this stick right over the head. Right? The third period comes around, he spears me again right over the head. Then we they break up the fight on the ice. We we I go up in the stands because we're going to go for beer after. So I'll wait for the guys. Yeah. So now I go up in the stands. He comes after me. I, I whack him one. I knocks down and I, I we got the broke boots on them. You know the big. And I, 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 and I said no. I'm a gentleman, right? <laughs> I'm a, I won't give him the boots, right? So cops come along. Put us both in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can't have a beer there. <laughs> <laughs> he got bailed out, though, Eddie. Maybe he did. Yeah, maybe he did. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, uh, uh, what a pleasure. Like, I just totally uh, tickled that you're here, man. Like, it's just awesome. It's, it's great to have you. I can't wait to... I'm going to call my dad right after this and be like, you oh. never believe who I talked to you today. Well, what about your mom from Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, mom. Well, I wish, How are you? <laughs> I wish my grandfather was still with us because he would just be... Over the moon about this. It's so That's cool. Awesome. So cool. I, I gotta get you just to say this into the mic. What do you think of my mom's shortbread cookies there? Ah, oh, they're fantastic. Hey! All right. <laughs> Mama, me, Papa <laughs> Pia, right? <laughs> Tina knows what's up. <laughs> hey, before we go, I got something for Dangle. Yeah, I know. I was Jesse, gonna... can you reach outside? Because Dangle's so generous. He, every time I write a book, he has me on. I thank you for having me on, Dangle. Sure. So I promised you I'd give you this. So here it is, buddy, for you. Signed Felix, sign Felix Pot Van Coho Revolution. No way. <laughs> There you go, buddy. Oh, it's a revolution. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. You, gotta, you gotta understand. I'm I'm about four years old, Eddie. So I grew up idolizing Felix the Cat Potman. Oh, that's excellent. There you go, buddy. Thank there you, you go. Man. And I did wow. tell you how I got it right. I can't remember. My neighbors are moving. They put out a bunch of sticks for road hockey, and that's there. And I thought, oh my, that is signed by Felix Potman. There you go. Beautiful autograph, gold they sharpie. Threw it, they threw it away. They, and then you One man jumps <laughs> another man's treasure, Eddie Shaft. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you made his day. I almost have like a full equipment set now. He's had, he's had, a, he's had a rough 24 hours, Mr. Dangle. Oh, so really? This is, this is, yeah. well, oh, you go, yeah, you buddy. know, traffic and stuff. Oh, I saw so, your tweet <laughs> last night. Hey, hey Eddie, watch oh, this yeah. one more time. Ready? Ready? Before we sign off? I, I assume the way you're going to sign off. You ready? Eddie Shack, hockey's most entertaining stories. <laughs> available on Amazon.ca, Indigo Chapters, and Framework.com. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you both. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and, and there Perfect. I was. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection.